to Architecting. I'm your host, Angela Mazzi. You made it. This is the landing pad for raw honesty about connecting your career with your purpose. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be an unapologetic advocate for yourself and others, because if you're here, you believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hey, Bright Lights, it's Angela. I am so excited today to talk to you about stress. Stressless success, as you know, is kind of my thing because I really believe that when we give ourselves permission to unlock our potential, to practice radical self-care, and to feel confident and safe in what we're doing, not only do we feel better, but we show up in the world in a different way and we can impact whether that is in your career, in your personal life, in the industry, it really does become a game changer when we can get a handle on stress. Today we are going to talk about what stress really is because it is not all bad. We need a certain amount of stress, believe it or not, and stress can even be good for us. So I'm gonna talk about how we know the difference If you're like me and you really, really, really want to dig into this issue of why do I feel so much stress, so much overwhelm, so much burnout, you are definitely going to want to sign up for my Stressless Success Workshop. It's happening on August 26th and is totally free because I really believe that we need to talk about this more, that The more we can learn about stress, the more we can manage stress, the more we can thrive. I would love to hang out with you. We are going to spend 90 minutes. If you've been in any of my workshops before, you know that we kind of break it up in a few ways. There's time spent just re-regulating your nervous system and doing some calming techniques that you can use again in real life anytime and then we get into some education so you learn a little bit more about the issues and then I give you tactical information this is not just a bunch of feel-good stuff this is real information this is real knowledge you can gain these are real techniques that you can absolutely use every day in your own life and really start to see a change the next Monday when you go to work. That's the idea. Don't miss out on this because we're really going to go deep and you're going to get a chance to really get valuable insights. I'm going to share information from new research that I've been doing. So if you think you've heard it all before, I promise you there is some great content I'm going to be sharing that you have not heard. So make sure you get yourself in. You could do that by going to architectingpodcast.com and you will see it right at the top. There is a button to sign up for the Stressless Success Workshop. Make sure you do that and you get in and you clear your calendar for that hour and a half. Do not miss it. I promise it will be worth your time. What is stress? Stress is basically a stimulus 
in our body that kicks in a higher state of alertness and preparedness. A lot of people don't know this, but there is good stress and there is bad stress. Good stress is actually called eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. It is what energizes us when we feel motivated to complete something. What urges us on is that eustress response in our body that energizes us, that kicks us into high gear and focus and lets us get in flow state and lets us push past instead of giving up. But it's easy to blur the line between eustress and distress, which is the bad kind of stress. And when we are in distress, our body is not just on alert and activated. It actively feels unsafe and senses danger. Therefore, a whole bunch of chain reactions start to happen in our body. A whole bunch of different hormones get activated, including adrenaline, including cortisol. What they do is send all the blood to your arms and legs, shut down your immune system, shut down your digestive system, shut down higher levels of thinking, dilate your blood vessels, make your heart rate and your respiratory rate go up, make your blood pressure go up. And if you actually had physical danger to run away from, all that would be a really good, valuable thing. The problem in modern life is the things that create this incredible amount of fear, this sense of danger, have nothing to do with our physical safety. These things are also not episodic, so it's not like it happens, you deal with it, you recover. They're chronic. Therefore, we are not recovering and we are being flooded by the stress hormones. And all of those things that they do that would have helped us if we had to escape a clear and present danger start to actually become toxic in our body. It's not too hard to see how when your digestive system and your immune system are shutting down, that's going to lead to health problems. How when your blood pressure is elevated, in a perpetual state that is going to lead to things like heart disease. We start to see how toxic stress really is in our bodies. And that toxic level of stress isn't sustainable. So it quickly leads to us feeling overwhelmed and burned out. A lot of people these days can raise their hand and go, I can relate to burnout. I have gone through it. Maybe I'm still struggling with it. And the problem is that these are warning signs, right? The body keeps score. We're getting these warning signs that something's wrong, but we ignore them. We keep trying to push past because we think that the adrenaline rush we're feeling is eustress and that if we just push ourselves a little harder, we can do it. And we end up in what is called a state of wired and tired, where we cannot relax, where we're perpetually cycling anxiety and repetitive thoughts that don't serve us. And we keep on thinking 
because we've experienced stress as a motivator in the past, stress as the thing that finally makes us get the thing done, we're addicted now to that adrenaline and that cortisol, and we can't motivate ourselves without it kicking in. And we think that that's a good thing. But we've crossed over to distress when we're experiencing burnout. External causes of burnout are having too much to do, not feeling supported, and not feeling engaged. So things just don't feel meaningful for you anymore. If you are experiencing any or all of those things in your life, they're pushing you towards burnout. How do we know if we're burned out, though? It really comes from how we feel in our bodies. These are some of the signs. High-performing people don't like the feeling of being out of control. And when we are experiencing too much to do, no support, and no real meaning in the work, and we don't feel motivated, our controller kicks in. If you notice that you are trying too hard to manage a situation, that you're becoming a control freak, that you are maybe emotionally very much on edge and don't have the patience that you want to have with people or in situations, that you snap at people, that you feel angry more often, impatient more often, that is one sign that you are experiencing burnout. Another sign is brain fog, where you're just really struggling to remember the simplest thing or do the simplest chain of tasks. You are maybe writing a letter and you need to reference an email, so you click over to your inbox. And just in the time it takes to do that, you can't remember why you clicked over to your inbox. You're experiencing that brain fog, that struggle to think clearly. That is another sign of burnout. Another one is just fatigue, where it feels like you are exhausted all of the time. You do not wake up in the morning feeling refreshed. You feel kind of hungover even. And no matter if you take naps or take a day off or rest on the weekend, it doesn't really seem to help or the effects of a vacation may only last a day or two, and then you are back to just feeling like you have to drag yourself across the finish line every day. You may even have trouble sleeping because of that wired and tired kicking in, and your mind is overactive. This is another sign that thought loops just keep replaying situations and ruminating and worrying about them So instead of being in the present, where everything is possible, you're either in the past, replaying something and beating yourself up about it and reading all kinds of things into it, or you're in the future, running endless what-if scenarios and thinking about everything that could go wrong. So if you feel that overactive mind, you are definitely experiencing burnout. Another thing that happens when we feel burned out is we can resort to what I call the comfort behaviors, not exercising anymore, even though we might have had a good routine going, eating foods that we know are not healthy, but that are comfort foods for us, 
eating when we're not even hungry because we're stress eating, getting addicted to things like binge watching of shows or doom scrolling on social media because our mind wants to be distracted. It's comfortable to get out of the pain of that overthinking to just numb ourselves out. Maybe doing things to help keep yourself alert, drinking too much caffeine or smoking if you're a smoker, eating too much sugar. All of these things that you know are not good for you, but that keep stimulating you so you can try to keep going. If you feel especially drawn to them, you know you're experiencing burnout. And the last thing is a loss of motivation. If you've reached this point where you just don't want to do anything anymore and you have fantasies of quitting your job or escaping somewhere remote and just leaving your life behind, this is a sign that you have really progressed through the spectrum of burnout to an end stage and that you really, really need to make a radical change before you're forced to. Trust me, I know from my own experiences, very early in my career, I experienced severe burnout. I was still in school at the time, pushing myself too hard from buying into this idea that if you weren't working all night, you weren't working enough. I was very, very stressed out, very, very concerned about not being perfect, not getting the A. I don't even like soda, and I was drinking Diet Coke like crazy to stay awake. I was exhausted. I was so wired and tired that it wasn't even funny. And I don't think I was doing all that good of work because my creativity was shut down because my body was putting all of its resources into being in distress and fueling that fight-or-flight survival chain of hormones. And when we do that, we have no room left because our higher levels of thought have shut down. So I found it harder to get through all of my classes. If I had actually chosen to work less, I would have been more creative and been able to do more and had more logic behind it. But instead, I kept pushing myself and getting poorer results. So then I would just push harder. And eventually I got to that end stage of burnout where I became so physically sick that I couldn't do anything. I could barely get out of bed most days. I spent an entire summer mostly laying in bed, resting, taking all kinds of vitamins, trying to restore my health. Even when I went back to school in the fall, I could barely function most days. I needed to go to bed by 9 or 10 o'clock. There were days when I would not even hear my alarm and wake up at 6 p.m., not 6 a.m. when I had intended. One day I woke up lying on the floor of the shower. I knew I had started to take a shower, but I didn't remember feeling tired or blacking out. But clearly I had because I was on the floor of the shower. You don't want to get there. You don't want to hit that rock bottom. And the older you get and the longer you've had to experience that stress, we can start to 
see some really serious diseases come out of ignoring that stress response. So you don't want to get to the point where you're suffering from diabetes and heart disease or mental illness, all because you have ignored the signs. What you can do about this is, first of all, to acknowledge the root cause. We don't whip ourselves into this frenzy for no reason. Think about, and we are going to spend a lot of time in the workshop unpacking this, what the root cause is, because the stress response is being triggered by something. Some of these burnout symptoms are being triggered by specific situations, yes, but those something about the dynamic of those situations that goes much deeper, maybe even into your childhood. And if we can identify the root cause, then we can ask ourselves what we need to really recover from that issue, and we can give it to ourselves. It's also important to implement boundaries. We're going to talk about this a lot more in the workshop, so that you don't get sucked into this FOMO feeling that you have to do everything, or this need to control, or this feeling that you can't say no when you really want to say no. You can re-regulate your nervous system, and we are going to talk about breath work and different meditations and different stretches and things you can do physically to calm yourself down. The last thing you can do, and I've done a couple of retreats now called Salutogenesis for Your Soul, is you can do things that are actively restorative to you. With salutogenesis, there are five factors that you can pull in to your lifestyle that will help you stay in a calmer state better. We start with sense of coherence. So what can you do to make your life more meaningful, manageable, comprehensible? What systems can you put in place? What support can you call in? What structures can you change? What rituals or habits can you begin to implement that will do that? We'll talk about self-efficacy, which is feeling that you can do something. So what can you do that motivates you? What can you do that feels empowering, that builds your confidence? Biophilia. Nature is so powerful. And one of the best things that you can do when you feel really stressed is to just get out in nature, hopefully somewhere you do not have cell service, and just be. What is your favorite place in nature? Is it by the water? Is it in the forest? Is it in mountains? Go find that place. If you like to garden, spend time in your garden. Go to a park. Just being in nature will energize you and make you feel more motivated. Prospect and refuge. So think about your physical space. Think about your psychological safety. Do you feel like you have a defensible space when you are working? Or do you feel like your back is exposed and there's a lot of vulnerability? Are you in situations where you don't feel psychologically safe to express yourself. What can you do to change that? What can you do to feel more sheltered? 
maybe there's too many stimuli going on. What can you do to pull some of those out? Do you need to wear noise-canceling headphones or work in a different location? Think about all of those things. And finally, relaxation response. What can you do to create positive distractions? Do you need to be able to fidget? Do you need a fidget toy? Can you rock or pace? What can you do to just sort of let off nervous energy and do repetitive motion that's soothing? What can you do to give yourself something restorative to look at? What can you do to surround yourself with beauty? So it might mean going to a museum or going somewhere that feels inspirational to you just to have different sensory input. And if you do these things, if you really focus on these burnout antidotes, you will lower the stress response and you will kick in your parasympathetic nervous system, which is all about healing and restoring and health and well-being. From that place, we can be our creative best. From that place, we are our most clear-headed. We are our best selves, the person who shows up curious, the person who shows up with infinite patience, the person who has the resources to handle the ups and downs of every day to get through the crisis. You want to learn more about this if you're interested in taking a little bit of a deep dive, go to architectingpodcast.com and sign up for this free workshop. Promise you, you are going to get something so valuable out of it. We all need this. Don't, don't kid ourselves. We know we all need this. So give yourself this gift and get in that workshop. All right, everyone. I will see you next time. Take care. for listening. You made it all the way to the end of the episode, which means you are committed to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world. How amazing is that? If you would like even more content just like this, please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too. Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. You can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired. Mm-hmm.